The Bible said it is like a, a vapor of air that it appears for a time and then it is just simply gone. And we begin to realize that as we grow older in life that we're ever approaching in the natural run of things, we ever approach that final stage where one day we will depart this very scene of time, <coughs> this temporal scene of time. Everyone in this room tonight, regardless of who you are, man or a woman, young or old, but every single person in this room tonight has a birthday, the day that you were born. You know that day, you know possibly the time you've been told, but certainly you know or the day that you were born, the very day that you were born into this world, that your mother conceived you and you were birthed into this world. And from that very moment of time set before you, there is, a, as it were, a race or a track that you'll run your entire life. But there is a day, there is a time, there is a year, there is a month, there is a very day, there is a very hour. Actually, there is a very second that the Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. You know your birth date, but none of us know the day that we'll depart this scene of time. Not one of us in this room. We all hope we have more probably than what we think we'll actually get. But there is a time that is etched. The word appointed simply means it is reserved. That in everyone's life in this room, there is a reserved moment in time, if the Lord does not come back, there is a reserved moment in time in your life as you have headed out in your life, whatever stage you are in life, but there is a point in time. There is a year that has already been reserved or appointed. There is a month in which you will pass from this scene of time into eternity. There is a day, a very day that is appointed. There is a number on that day. There is a very hour that you will depart from this scene of time. There is a very second when you will breathe your very last breath. And the Bible says that after this, there's the judgment. Most in this world today have no thought of the after this. Most prepare for getting older, whether it's be pensions or savings or whatever, what they will do when they retire. Many of them never make it to their retirement. But very few today are preparing for the after this. And the Bible tells us clearly here that after this there is, I want you to listen carefully tonight, it's so important, that after this there is, there is a judgment. There is a judgment day. The Bible speaks of it back over in the Revelation chapter 20. I want to read it. I'll read it again towards the end of the message. But in Revelation chapter 20 and verse 11, this is known as the great white throne judgment. This is the judgment that uh, our verse is speaking of. Revelation 20 and verse 11. Listen to these words just for a moment. If you could just listen carefully and keep our attention. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, small and the great stand before God. And the books were opened and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged. There it is. After this, there is a judgment. The dead were judged out of the things which were written in the books, the records that are held according to their works. 
And the sea gave up their dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works, and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. The Bible says that it is appointed it is appointed, it is appointed, there's a reserved moment in your life that it is a reserved moment that you will die. And after this, there is a judgment. The Bible clearly teaches us that. I want to read some words from John chapter 12. It's the words of Jesus Christ. And I want you to listen very carefully tonight. If we could just settle ourselves and listen very carefully to these words. John 12 and verse 44 says these words. And Jesus cried, and this is what he said. He that believeth in me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. He said, I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in, or live in, or dwell in darkness. And if any man here, this is why I want us to try to pay attention, just to get our focus. If any man, he said, this is the words of Jesus. If any man hear my words, if any man hear my words, and believe not, listen to what Jesus said, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me, and receiveth not my words, has one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but him, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Jesus said in verse 46, listen carefully to the words of Jesus. He said, these words, I am come a light into this world, that whosoever believeth in me should not abide in darkness. The cry of the Lord Jesus Christ is that he's come that he might save. That men and women, that young people don't have to live in a place that is known as darkness. This darkness of what we're referring to tonight, if we ask for the lights to be turned off, every person in this room would sit in a natural darkness. But Jesus is not speaking of that darkness. He's speaking of a spiritual darkness that men in this room tonight and women are held by. It is a spiritual imprisonment that people are held by darkness. Jesus said that men love darkness rather than their light because their deeds were evil. Men love their sin. They don't want to leave sin. They don't want to leave their depravity. They want to remain in darkness and their deeds are evil. Paul writes and says in Romans 13 that the night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness. Let us put on the armor of light. 
Paul writes and said these things in 1 Corinthians 4 and 5. Therefore, judge nothing before the time. The Lord will come, who both will bring the light, listen carefully, the hidden things of darkness, the things that nobody else in this room knows about in your life, the sins that you commit, the things that you do that nobody else knows about, But the Bible tells us that the Lord will come and He will bring the light, the hidden things of darkness. He will make manifest the counsel of the hearts of every person in this room. And they shall every man praise the Lord. He delivers men. He's come that men and women might be saved and delivered. The Bible says from a power of darkness. That is a grip of darkness, that is a sin that holds you captive, that Jesus has come, that he might save you, and his light would shine in to your darkened soul. God is light, the Bible says, and in him is no darkness at all. John 8 and 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world, and he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Jesus said in our reading in John 12, verse 47, because I want you to hear this very carefully. Remember, after this, there is the judgment. People often wonder, what will I be judged for? If Jesus says, I have not come to judge, but to save, then what will I be judged for? But I want you to listen very carefully to these words. Jesus said, if any man hear my words, if anyone hears his word and believes not, I judge him not. Now listen carefully, this is so important for so many that sit in this room that don't know the Lord and you're not saved. And you come regularly to this house and we appreciate that you come here. We're glad that you're amongst us. But it's so important you hear this tonight. Jesus said, if any man hears my words and does not believe them. In other words, you come in and you go out. You come in and you go out. You come in and you go out. You hear the words being preached, the word of God being preached. Jesus said, I judge him not, for I am not come to judge the world, but to save the world. So important we hear this. He said, if any man hear my words... You sit among us week in and week out. We're grateful for that. And you hear the words of Jesus freely given every single week. You've possibly been brought up in a Christian home. You've heard the word of God from a very young age. You've went to Sunday school, children's meetings. You've come along to the house of God and you hear constantly the words of Jesus Christ. Jesus says, if any man hear my words but does not believe, he says, I don't judge you. You get up out of your seat, so many meetings, and you walk straight out the door, and you carry on again, just another week of life. But there is a judgment that comes. That's what Jesus is saying. There is a day when we'll be judged for all the words that we have heard. We're so privileged in this country to have the freedom and the liberty to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're so privileged in this country to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
There are many parts of the world that they do not hear freely the gospel without a price that is paid. But we hear it constantly all across this land. The gospel, the gospel is being preached tonight faithfully by so many men of God. But there are literally thousands of people across this world still have not even heard the gospel once. And we hear it constantly. You know, many years ago, not too many years ago, but a few years ago, when Nikki and I went over to India for our first, it was a short trip, but when we got there and we established that little mission station out in India, we were there to be part of a vision of a man who had a heart to reach his people. He had 40,000 villages to reach in India. The Mangs, the lowest caste, 40,000 villages that had never heard the gospel, not even once. We went and he began to bring us out in the Jeep and we would do five villages a day. We tried to go around five villages, pull in, jump out of the Jeep, call the people together through the interpreter. We just preached the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And because they'd never heard the great news that Jesus Christ came into the world, God's only begotten son, to die for them and to die for me, we've seen many come to Christ the first time they heard it. And here in this land, we hear it week in and week out. Week in and week out. And Jesus says, I haven't come to judge you, but I've come that you might be saved. Listen to some of the words of Jesus. There's many, but listen to some of them. He said, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save. Listen carefully. Not which is lost. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He said in Matthew 9 and 12, They that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go ye and learn what it means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. He said in John 10 and 9, I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go out and in and find pasture. The thief comes but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. He said in Matthew 17 that the Son of Man will be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. He said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth to life. But few, listen, few there be that find it. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh to the Father but, but by me. When he hung on that cross 2,000 years ago, do you know what he cried? He said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. When he rose from the grave and appeared to the Apostle John, 
He said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I'm alive forevermore. And I hold the keys of death and hell. He said in Matthew 25, listen carefully. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him, listen to the words of Jesus. And before him shall be gathered all nations. And he shall separate from them from one another as a shepherd divideth the sheep and the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then shall the king say unto them in his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the word. The sheep are those that are saved. He says in verse 41, Then shall he say to those that are on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire. These are the words of Jesus. Prepare for the devil and his angels, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Listen to what Jesus said. Listen to the words of Jesus. He said, If any man hear my words, any man hear my words and does not believe. What does it mean to believe? It means to repent of your sin. It means to say that you're sorry for your sin. It means to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and confess Him as your Lord and Savior. But Jesus says to believe not. He says, I don't judge you because I've come not to judge the world, but that the world might be saved. That he wants to save you. But if you reject his words. What you've actually done is you've rejected Jesus. That's what he's saying. When you reject his words. When you will not obey his word and repent of your sin. You're rejecting the Lord. And he says there is a judgment. There is a judgment. The judgment will be on whether or not you've accepted or rejected him by obeying his word or rejecting it. He that rejecteth me, Jesus said, and receiveth not my words, has one that will judge him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Listen very carefully. The Bible says it's appointed on the man. Listen very carefully. Once to die. Once to die. But after this, after this, there's a judgment. There's a judgment. You see, friends, it is greatly concerning that so many hear constantly the words of Jesus. That rise up out of their seat. They hear of the times and the seasons that we've come to. They're aware of the days in which we're living. They know that time is short. They know that the second coming of the Lord draweth nigh. They know the time is short, and yet so often they hear the words of Christ. They can hear the words, but they rise up out of their seat 
They have other thoughts. They have other plans. They might even say, I believe that that to be true, but they never receive the word and act in obedience to the word. And so what you've done is you're rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a very serious thing to reject his word and to reject him because there is a judgment day. There is a great white throne. There is a day that him, this is Christ, will be seated upon that throne. And it says that the, the earth and the heaven will flee away. Kings and queens and presidents and ordinary men and women. And people who have sat through gospel meetings year after year and know it to be true but never believed in the word and acted upon that word and repented of their sin. But they've heard the word and they'll stand before that great judgment throne. It's a very sober reality. But friends, we're ever approaching the coming of the Lord. But for sure, the Bible says it's appointed. It's reserved. <coughs> On the man wants to die. And after this, the judgment. You know, there's a judge... There's a judge, a well-known judge in the United States. His name is Judge Caprio. He's an Italian-American. Apparently there's a TV program of this judge. And they do those court things. And he's, he's a bit of a character. But it's a small, not, no big stuff goes on. It's red light jumpers and parking and double yellow lines or whatever, but people will come before the judge. And he's been renowned now for many years to be a man of compassion. And people have got to know about him. And all across the country, what they'll do is they'll send in donations. They'll send in these gifts. And so when someone comes up before the judge and they stand before him, and then the, the police officer will bring the, the case and see that they've transgressed the law, they've run a light or they've parked in the wrong place and so the judge will sit in court and then he'll say, well, you see, there's the evidence. We're guilty. We're born in sin, shaping in iniquity. The evidence is real. And the person will stand and then the judge will ask of the person to give an account. You see, one day you'll give an account. But this Judge Caprio was so well known to be a man of compassion. And so when he says, listen, you've run that light or whatever, uh, whatever the deed is, and he'll say, the fine is this according to the law, say three or four hundred dollars. The person will give an account and there's so many people have stood before him. But then when he goes, because he's a man of compassion, he says, well, look, I see that you're you're maybe one day you were running late or you were trying to get the kids to school and you have a reasonable excuse. So what I'll do today, here's a letter I have from Mr. Such and Such from way down in Texas. And he says, listen, really moved by, here is a gift. And I want you to use that gift as a discretion to pay the penalty for anyone that comes before your court. And so he says, listen, I found you $300, but I've got some good news for you. Mr. Such and Such from Texas has sent in to pay the price for you. And friends, I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ, God's only Son, paid an awesome price for your soul and for mine. 
The offer of salvation is today. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. We all stand condemned, unclean before the Lord. But here is the mercy of God that someone paid the price for you. Jesus died on the cross. He shed his blood. He died in your place. He died to save you. He's come into the world to save you. His words are so true. He says, if you reject my words, you've rejected me. I'll not judge you now, but there is a judgment. And you think, friends, that day when those books are opened, that great books are opened, and he that's sitting upon that throne, and listen to me, you think this might, I want you to listen, I believe this to be true. There's those great books are opened, and every time you sat through a gospel meeting, and every gospel tract, and every youth meeting, and every time a dear loved one talked to you about getting saved, and every time you heard the gospel, every gospel bit of literature you read, every tract that you've read, everything about your life, the books are opened. And they go through in detail of all that you've heard. And in the end, you've rejected the words of Christ and you've rejected the Lord. Friends, what an awesome day the great white throne judgment is. But the grace of God is this that you're in this meeting tonight, that you have breath in your bodies, and today if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, but surrender your life to him. Don't just get up and leave, but believe in him. Repent of your sin, and give your life to Jesus, that you'll know and have that peace of God, that whenever that day is, when we part the scene of time, Praise the Lord, it will be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. Amen. In a moment, in a moment, we'll be gone. In a moment. Not one person in this room knows when that moment is. But in a moment, we'll be gone. Friends, it's a terrible thing to die in your sin. But it's a wonderful thing to die in Christ. Amen. To die in Christ. Let's pray.